We're meeting during the high-level meeting of the General Assembly on improving global road safety. How does road safety affect quality of life? Thank you, Deidre. Good question. When I think about quality of life, I think about physical and mental health. I think about employment, the environment, education. I also think about recreation and leisure, safety and security. I also think about freedom. Safe roads, safe vehicles, and good access to public transportation, walking and cycling lanes deliver on all of these. When you think about quality of life, uh, some of the projects that we do at the fund, improving road infrastructure and speed management in and around communities and school zones, it means that road crashes maybe doesn't have to be the number one cause of death for kids above five years old. It means that they can get to school safer. It's the same for young people and adults who need to get to work, to jobs, to the grocery store. Having access, affordable access to public transportation also gives them the freedom to live healthy and productive and, and happier lives. Could you tell us why road safety is such a global issue? Yes, uh, it has to do with the number of lives being lost every day, every year. 1.35 million people die from road traffic injuries every year across the globe. Every 24 seconds, someone is perishing from a road traffic um, incident. We have over 50 million people who have life-altering, livelihood-altering injuries because of uh, road traffic injuries. And um, when we think about development and sustainable development and global development, we have to consider here that 93% of these 1.35 million deaths are taking place in low- and middle-income countries. For those who are more concerned about economics, uh, when you consider that road traffic crashes are costing countries 3% of their GDP, it's also something that makes you stop and think about how grave this issue is. Are women more impacted than men by dangerous and unsafe roads and by the people that use them? Cars obviously can't tell the difference between a man or a woman. That's right, at least I think not yet. <laughs> but um, yes, women do face uh, unique challenges on the road when it comes to safety, when it comes to security, particularly in regions like Latin America and, and the Middle East. Uh, there are numerous studies about sexual harassment on public transportation, poor lighting on roads and you know, poor uh, pedestrian uh, paths, which expose them to, to greater risks um, and threats of sexual harassment as well. Studies also show that in terms of uh, rate of injury, women are 47% more likely to uh, be injured in a car crash compared to men. But I think maybe that's not the best way to look at this issue because you can look at how it affects women, you can look at how it affects men, which are the ones who are disproportionately being killed on the roads. You can also look at it from the perspective of children, the number one cause of, of death for children. But I think what's more useful for us is to look at it as really what it is, a global development challenge which is completely devastating the human race. It's all of humanity, all 8 billion of us who use the roads, who drive, who ride, who cycle, are affected by this. I'm a HOPE Fellow in the Office of the President of the General Assembly. HOPE means harnessing opportunities for promoting empowerment of youth. Statistics show that road traffic accidents are the leading cause of death among people in my age group and younger, as you said. How can young people like myself get involved in road safety? Well, Deidre, by doing this interview, you are already involved. You're already lending your voice and your, your networks and your influence uh, to this topic. So thank you for that. Very much appreciate being here and being interviewed by you. I think uh, something else that you and other young people can do is to 
use your social media channels to advocate for greater um, safety on roads and protection of youth and young people on the roads. There are some great initiatives out there. Um, I met with Damolia from uh, Shutters, Shuttlers in Nigeria, which is a, a company that is providing shear riding in, 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 on the African continent, uh, which is good for safety, but also good for the environment. Um, you have uh, programs like yours, which is a global movement for youth uh, on road safety. They're doing great work. You can promote the work that they're doing. Also, the UN Road Safety Fund has partnered with the International Trade Center to promote young entrepreneurs uh, like Deamolola. So I think there are some great initiatives. If you can promote those, advocate for greater um, safety for communities and children, that would be great. Thank you for those suggestions. As the head of the United Nations Road Safety Fund, could you tell me how the fund has helped countries make their roads safer? Can you give some examples? Yes, uh, the fund has existed for four years, and in that time we have 25 projects in 30 countries. And we're doing some really uh, interesting work in the West African region. We're improving the safety standards of used vehicles. Um, helping governments to implement harmonized standards in terms of the, the minimum uh, uh, limits in which they will be importing used cars going forward. And we've been seeing some great progress on that. Even just yesterday uh, in Kenya, they have announced that they will, at the national level, not be taking cars less uh, that are over eight years old, which is great for the environment. It's also great for safety because the younger the car is, the more safety features you'll find in it. Uh, we've also got some great projects um, improving infrastructure around school zones in Paraguay, in Philippines, in South Africa. And we're doing a lot of work on speed management in Brazil, where the numbers have gone down in a para state, which is a, a northern part of Brazil. Uh, we're also doing some speed management uh, work in other parts of, of the globe. In Lao PDR, for example, we are doing uh, a reform on the driving licensing system. So there are lots of different um, system gaps that exist in countries that we're trying to fill by basically transferring expertise and capacity building to the governments that are um, tasked with improving road safety.